It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Lockdown Reds podcast, TGIF. Thank you for joining me on today's Friday episode of the podcast. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about Dwink and we're going to look at Lucas Sims, talk about his value to the Reds bullpen, and we're going to jump into some Jeff's junk mail later on in the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. If you have not already done so, click that subscribe button. That way you don't miss a thing that I got for you here on the Lockdown Reds podcast. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Lockdown Reds and save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone for comments, questions, reactions, whatever you've got. 513-549-0159. All right, so we, we are in the middle of looking at the biggest contributors for the Reds here in 2021. We've talked about Joey Votto. We've talked about Luis Castillo. We talked about TJ Yantone. And we talked about Tucker Barnhart. So today, I want to look at Dwink, Jesse Winker, and talk about Lucas Sims as well. Recurring guest, Lucas Sims. Uh, he's not with us on this podcast, but we're going to talk about what he brings to the Reds this season. Starting with the wink, though. Last year, he was the Reds' best hitter. And we, we've basically qualified everything we've said about 2020 with, yeah, small sample size and all that, but it was a great small sample size for Jesse Winker. In 54 games, he had 183 plate appearances with an OPS of 932. What? Yes, 932. That's a 139 OPS plus. Dude was hitting the cover off the ball. He had a total of 12 home runs and 23 RBIs on the season. And it's something uh, that people don't think is a fluke. In fact, if you look at the projections just on baseball reference, they have him with an OPS of 830 and hitting 20 home runs on the year. Probably a little bit lower than some other ones. I, I saw baseball prospectus has Jesse Winker finishing the season with a 381 on base and a 476 slugging. Pretty solid stuff for Jesse Winker. And it's something that they note that he was able to hit lefties in, again, a small sample size last year. One thing that we've always talked about Jesse Winker is can he hit left-handed pitchers? Well, in 2020, in 41 plate appearances, he actually hit better. His, his slash line was better against lefties than it was against righties. He had a 265 batting average with a 390 on base and 500 slugging. Okay, the, the slugging was actually slightly lower than against right-handed pitchers, but still, that's pretty good. Again, small sample size. We'll see how that correlates, but I think it's something that is going to continue. In 2021, I think we saw Jesse bloom into a complete hitter, a guy that you don't have to take out of lineup simply because the guy on the mound switched hands. I think he is a dude that's going to hit in the middle of the order for the Reds for a long time to come, and he's going to be a huge reason why this offense bounces back. 
Because if we see a Eugenio Suarez do what we all know he's capable of doing and bounce back, have a better batting average than 202, he's going to. That, that's not even a bold take. That's not even a hot take. It's an easy take for me. A Eugenio Suarez is going to be a much more solid hitter in the middle of the order, and to go with him is going to be Jesse Winker. Jesse's always got on base during his career, his short career, but his career at a nice clip. He's got a career 380 on base. Dude just knows the strike zone. He's kind of Joey Votto light in that case. And without looking, what is Jesse Winker's career OPS? Anybody? 859. Now, some of you will say, well, that's picking and choosing right-handed pitchers versus left-handed pitchers and all that stuff. I think we're going to see more of that continue. I think he developed the ability to not worry about left-handers. This season is going to be more the same. The fact that the Reds don't get the ability to utilize the DH position is a little bit of a bummer, but I think that he will still field competently enough out in left field and be okay. I'm not not saying he's going to set the world on fire, go for any sort of gold glove or anything like that, but I think overall Jesse is all right. We know what his weakness is. His weakness is his range. He's got a pretty decent arm. He's got pretty decent fundamentals. It's just getting to the balls that you really have to reach for. It's something that he has to work on a little bit, but for the most part, we love what we see out of Jesse Winker, and there's absolutely no reason that he shouldn't be in the lineup. That's a lot of negatives, but basically what I'm saying is Jesse Winker deserves to be in the lineup every single day, rain or shine, right or left, whoever's on the mound, whoever they're facing, Jesse Winker needs to be in the lineup because he is an important part of the reason why this lineup is going to bounce back in a big way in 2021. I love what I see, the numbers from baseball's prospectus, the numbers from different websites looking at Jesse Winker, what they have at least on a projection system for him on paper, has me excited for the DeWink. And I think it's going to be a good year following up on a year that some people may look at and see, well, you know, it's 60 games. Are we really going to make this assumption on Jesse Winker based on that small of a season? Yes. I think he's ready. I think he is ready to take the reins. All right, coming up, I'm going to tell you about why the Reds' bullpen is stronger with Lucas Sims in it. We're going to break down what his 2020 was and what it means for his 2021. And we got some Jeff's junk mail coming up here in just a moment as well. But before we jump into all of that, Right now, I'm looking at betonline.ag, and when it comes to Jesse Winker, they actually have a couple of prop bets for the season. For the 2021 regular season, will he be over or under 19.5 total home runs? Now, both are the same odds, minus 115. So if you bet, just for example, if you bet $10, you're going to get $8.70 back. And you can take the over on those 19 and a half home runs because just about everybody is predicting he's going to hit more than 19 and a half home runs. And you could do that by setting up your account at betonline.ag and entering the promo code locked on. You'll get 50% more added onto your initial deposit. So, whatever you put in there, if you want to throw a bunch on Jesse Winker, now you can throw on 50% more. Also, they have an over under on total RBIs for the 2021 season, and they've got it set at 61.5. Now, I mentioned what 
uh, baseball reference thought about his home runs. They thought he'd hit 20. Baseball prospectus thinks he's going to get somewhere around 60 to 70 RBI. So it might be a little bit more of a uh, squint and gamble type situation there for the RBIs. Baseball reference is projecting that he's going to have 57. So if you think that you know what you know about Jesse Winker and you want to make a couple of bucks off of that, head on over to betonline.ag today. Set up your profile by typing in the promo code Locked On. You'll get 50% more added onto that initial deposit and you can make a couple of bucks off your sports knowledge. That's betonline.ag and the promo code locked on. After you're done listening to me talk about some Reds, how about listening to the biggest sports news stories going on in all sports? Peter Bukowski hosts the Locked On Today podcast each and every day, bringing you the biggest news in all sports. Something tells me. He's going to be talking about the NBA trade deadline and everything that went down yesterday. So check it out, the Locked On Today podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so coming up here in the 2021 season, there was a lot of drama that was added to the Reds pitching staff because they decided to get rid of Rysel Iglesias and Archie Bradley. They got rid of their closer for the last couple of years and probably the number one contender to replace him, leaving open the door for guys like Amir Garrett, Lucas Sims, Michael Lorenzen if he doesn't make the rotation, TJ Antone if he doesn't make the rotation, things like that. And I've said this before that I'm stopping short of saying closer by committee. I just want a bunch of guys, a bunch of guys that David Bell can wave his right or left arm to the bullpen and bring in in the highest pressure situations. Lucas Sims is one of those guys. He took a huge step in 2020 and he added the this this amazing slurve, and he's just continued to perfect it ever since coming to Cincinnati. And it's all thanks to Derek Johnson, his motto, be great at what you're good at. He's taken his fastball, and he's added this slurve, kind of dropped the changeup, not really pitching that a whole bunch, and he is absolutely owning hitters with these pitches as he kind of likes to throw his fastball up in the zone and use that to set up the slurve, which, you know, kind of like a slow curveball, maybe it's a curve, maybe it's a slider type situation, something like that. Breaking pitch, let's go with that. He sets that up very well and just completely changes the eye level of the hitter, messing with him for the entire at-bat. And according to Baseball Savant, he throws his fastball 48% of the time. And when I meant by cutting out the changeup, he literally threw it seven times last year. That's, you know, 1% of the time. And what this all translated to in 2020 was amazing expected statistics. His expected batting average against is in the top 1% of the league, 132. Expected slugging at 208, top 1%. His expected ERA of 2.17, top 2%. Yeah, a little bit lower than top 1%, but come on, top 2%. That means there's only 2% of the league that can say they pitched as good as Lucas Sims did last year, according to the expected statistics. And it was just a phenomenal year for him. He took that huge step in that small sample size, and his, his curveball was phenomenal. 
hitters couldn't touch it. In 153 times, according to Baseball Savant, he threw his curveball 153 times. He gave up a total of two hits. That's a .083 batting average. Insane numbers. Just insane numbers. Whiff percentage of 45%. He has got that curveball, slurveball, breaking ball, whatever the hell it is, working And he is going to be a massive player in this bullpen for the Reds, a guy that they can lean on. And I'm not sitting here and telling you that he's going to get a ton of saves or anything like that. I just think that he is a dude that can come out of the bullpen and get the Reds out of sticky situations, and they can lean on him to maintain the lead. That's all I care about with any reliever that the Reds pull out of the bullpen, whether it be... Amir Garrett, Lucas Sims, T.J. Antone, Michael Lorenzen, Noe Ramirez, if they got Art Warren up, if they've got Hector Perez, if it's Heath Hembry, who they just signed a couple of days ago to a non-roster invitee, see if he makes the roster, if they call him out of the bullpen, I want him to come in and not give up runs. That's all I care about. And I think Lucas Sims is one of the top dudes in this bullpen that's going to be able to do that. I love what he has done in 2020, and I think that he's going to just continue that success here in 2021. Big big shout-out goes to the coaching staff, the pitching coaching staff that the Reds have. I mean, Sean Doolittle talked about it as the reason why he came to Cincinnati. They're at the forefront. The Reds are no longer trailing behind the pack and trying to figure out what everybody else is doing. Derek Johnson and Eric Jagers and Kyle Bodie have the Reds at the forefront of the conversation when it comes to pitching development, and Lucas Sims is a huge poster child for their success, and I look for him to continue that success here in 2021. Lucas Sims is going to be a big dude out of this bullpen for the Reds. All right, we're going to jump into a little bit of Jeff's junk mail here coming up. But before we do, man, I want to tell you about this tasty, amazing, healthy Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And that motto and mantra and liner, whatever you want to call it, could not be more true. If you have not tested that out already, I've got a promo code for you, LOCKED15. You'll save 15% off your next order. Go order some Built Bars today and tell me I'm wrong. Built Bar has an amazing taste, and they've got these brand new flavors that I just got from them. They are phenomenal. White chocolate raspberry cheesecake. Seriously, say that and tell me it doesn't sound delicious. They've got birthday cake with sprinkles. I know it sounds kind of weird, but it's actually really tasty. I'm telling you, Built Bar knows exactly what they're doing, making the best healthy protein snack out there on the market. When you look at the numbers, they don't lie. You get up to 17 grams in protein in some of these bars, and you've only got like four grams of sugar and up to four grams of fat in some of them. Phenomenal protein bars. There is no better one out on the market. Test it. Spot the lie, locked 15 to get 15% off your next order. Go to builtbar.com and enter that promo code in locked 15 and check out all the amazing flavors, all the amazing work that Built Bar puts into their snacks. You won't be disappointed. Builtbar.com and the promo code locked 15 to get 15% off your next order. The Locked On MLB Division Preview Series continues on the Locked On MLB Podcast today. 
every single episode from now until March 31st features in-depth looks at each team in every division, and it's all on the Locked On MLB podcast feed right now. Follow Locked On MLB on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so let's answer a little bit of Jeff's junk mail today. Our first one comes from our buddy Risto down in Jacksonville. He says, hey, Jeff, after seeing the way the Reds are hitting in spring training, I've become more optimistic about the upcoming season. I realize this is basically the same team as last year, but with the addition of Jonathan India and Tyler Stevenson and a bunch of different bullpen pitchers. But there seems to be a change in hitting philosophy from everyone trying for the home run to base hitting singles and doubles and successfully moving runners around to score runs, even some small ball action. As you know, this is the type of game I grew up with and watched for decades, and I'm thoroughly enjoying watching the Reds playing that way successfully. To me, it's just more fun to watch. And I'll bet this team averages more than four runs per game this season as they did last year. Risto, I appreciate you, man. I've been loving it too. I mean, they've looked super confident at the plate. There has been a little bit of interesting like hit and run action. There's been some steals. There was that double steal, which it may have been more of a situational double steal, but at the same token, yeah, Nixon Zell's still second. This was a couple of games ago. And then Max Schrock, who was in his first game back from off a calf injury, stole home. From third. That was exciting. That's a lot of fun. Some of the uh, stuff that baseball has always been fun. And I will admit, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I want them to bump more or anything like that, but I love the string and the hits together. There's something about the momentum that that builds as opposed to station to station, home runs here, home runs there, stuff like that, that obviously got the Reds nowhere last year. Now, Granted, home runs are sexy. Chicks dig the long ball, and I love seeing home runs as well. But I also love those innings where it just feels like every time the pitcher throws it up there, you got a guy putting one in play to left field, one going up the middle, one going the opposite way. And they're just base hit after base hit. Guys are moving around, and then all of a sudden, bam, there's a double off the wall, and it clears the bases or something like that. There is a lot to that. And I agree with you, Risto. I think that this philosophy, the, the, the comfort that it feels like these Reds hitters now have, whatever the philosophy change was, obviously it's made them more comfortable. But however they're attacking each at bat, it's not like they're all jumpy and tense and just, mm, man, I, I got to break the bat whenever I hit this ball. They're just putting it in play putting it where the defenders ain't. And that's exactly what you got to do. And I think you're right. I think they're going to average more than four runs a game like they had last year. And that is going to be absolutely huge with the loss of pitching and things like that. And and the fact that the the fielding probably isn't going to be all that great. But when you start scoring five, six, seven, eight runs in a game, give yourself a little bit more cushion. A little bit uh, more to work with. And I think the Reds have the right mentality to do that right now. Our next uh, Jeff's Junk Mail, this is a question. This comes from our buddy Chad in Lancaster. He said, 
when I listen to the games, and this is more kind of a technical question when it comes to broadcasting, but he said, when I listen to the games online over the internet, whenever the announcers get excited and raise their voice, the audio is distorted. It makes it sound like they're using cheap equipment. What is up with that? Well, I'll tell you, it could be a little bit with the volume on one end because I know that when the broadcast goes through the radio board, whether it be at 700 or if it's at Fox Sports 1360 or something like that, it kind of goes through a compressor that is able to take down the highest of highs and make it not sound so distorted. I have that too. I'm hooked up to a, uh, my mic is hooked up to a compressor that is able to make everything a little bit more palpable, a little bit more easier to listen to. And I I got a nice mic now too that I, I am loving getting the chance to use, but I don't necessarily think that it's cheap equipment or anything like that. There's just a little bit less filtering whenever it goes straight to digital and straight to the internet. Because it is, it does come in a little bit more clearer if you listen to the difference between AM radio and over the internet. And this is probably a really clunky answer, and I might be wrong in some aspects. But on the same token, with that volume, there's only so much you can do. If somebody gets really excited and is up on the microphone way too close like this, things get really loud. And it gets a little distorted because guys get excited. They get close to the mic, all that good stuff. But it's a lot that goes into it and not necessarily just cheap equipment. But you're right. I mean, it is interesting how it sounds different on the digital side of things, which it is pretty cool. If you did not know this already, uh, 700WLW has gotten permission to stream Reds games through their app, through the iHeartRadio app. And if you're in, I think it's an 80-mile, um, it's it's like an 80-mile radius of Cincinnati. If you're within an 80-mile radius of Cincinnati, you are able to listen to the games for free through the iHeartRadio app. Now, granted, and some people have brought this up, 700 WOW already kind of has the uh, broadcasting power to reach 80 miles. So if you've got a terrestrial radio, you're probably getting that channel already. And you'll, if you're outside that 80 mile range, you're going to have to listen to the game through the MLB.com or MLB at bat app, which it's only 20 bucks a year to listen to every single radio broadcast. Like every, every so often I'll tune into like the brewers to listen to them. I'll tune into the Dodgers or something like that. See what's going on on the West coast, things like that. It's kind of a nice deal. But for right now, if you live within an 80 mile range of the, of Grand American Ballpark, basically, you'll be able to listen to Reds games over the iHeartRadio app. But as far as the technical side, I only know a little bit, so I'm probably missing some sort of detail. But for the most part, that is kind of how I uh, kind of how I reason through as to why you're probably getting some peaking from Tommy Thrall and Jeff Brantley and and Chris Welsh lately has been on the radio broadcast as well. And this last bit to wrap up today's Jeff's Junk Mail segment is actually a question from me to you. Who out there has had an experience trying to get opening day tickets this season? I went through an app to try and get some opening day tickets. And yeah, they were expensive, but I mean, I kind of saved up and budgeted accordingly just because, you know, I didn't have to pay for any tickets last year. So I was ready to go on this one. And I was able to purchase some. 
and then I got them because everything is digital this year. There is no paper ticketing. It's all through the MLB ballpark app. You're going to have your digital tickets as you go into the gates this year. And I even received those digital tickets. And then I got an email the other day that those tickets had been canceled. So I don't, I, I don't know if uh, anyone else has had this problem. I'm not sure if uh, they are still trying to figure out exactly what the seating situation looks like in Great American Ballpark, where each seating pod is. But if you've had a weird experience with the uh, ticket buying procedure for opening day, let me know. I'm I'm curious to know what uh, you went through. Uh, Hit me up 513-549-0159 or on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and at Locked On Reds, because with opening day six days away, in fact, I got this I got this email yesterday about the tickets being canceled, so seven days away, I was a little frazzled, and I was able to scramble and find some other seats and things like that, and, and the, uh, the ticket app that I worked with uh, worked with me to help that out, so th- there's no like weird caveat here. I'm not trying to throw shade at anybody or anything like that. I just thought that the whole process seemed a little clunky, for something that is just a week away because we are all excited. I I cannot wait for next Thursday. I've been waiting for this so long. Like I know we had baseball last year. It was a 60 game season and all this other stuff. And there was excitement for the entirety of the season. There was some frustration in the early parts and then the Reds came back and then they had a rough 22 innings of not scoring any runs. But it almost feels like we've been waiting for an entire year for this opening day, not just since the end of last season. So I am very much excited to get to the ballpark. But I'm curious if you had a weird ticket buying uh, experience with opening day. Let me know on the Lockdown Reds line or on Twitter. But that's how we're going to end today. I just I just wanted to throw that out there. If anybody's got any experiences they want to share, let me know. But that's going to do it for us here this week on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me and listening to the Locked On Reds podcast this week. Coming up next week, we will have a special guest on the show. He wrote the essay on the Reds for the Baseball Prospectus book. He's going to join me on Monday. We're going to talk about what the Reds look like coming into this year, and we're going to have our final division day, final division day of spring training next Wednesday as Jake Mastriani from the Lockdown Brewers podcast joins me. We're going to talk all things Reds Brewers next Wednesday. You're not going to want to miss any of that. The best way to not miss it is to subscribe on whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Lockdown Reds. But that's going to do it for us here today. Thank you so much again. I will talk to each and every one of you on Monday. I hope all of you have a great weekend. It is the last weekend without regular season baseball. Drink that in because it's back next weekend. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.